0: This podcast brought to you by Earthlink.
1: It's Tuesday, March 14th, 2006. Happy pie Day. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Veronica Belmont. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, Cena's podcast of indeterminate length. And I don't mean gas pies. Episode
2: uh, 185.
0: And. Man, is stuff going on today. I Google's know. in court. Is Dell possibly buying Alienware? Ooh. Uh, South by Southwest is going on. we got all kinds of cool stuff for you today.
2: I know. It's crazy. And obviously, Tom's still still kicking it in Austin Texas.
0: Oh, yeah. I bought some boots yesterday, too. Nice. Speaking of kicking it.
2: Well, of course you did. Where else would you buy boots, really?
0: At Allen's Boots on South Congress, that's where.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe you used to do a radio ad for them.
0: No, no. I wish I had, though. I love them.
2: So there's breaking news.
0: Breaking this just in.
2: For us yeah. right now. <laughs> it probably won't be breaking by the time you get it, and you'll probably have more details than we do. But as of right now, the breaking news is that apparently a federal judge said he intends to require Google to turn over at least some of the information that the Department of Justice subpoenaed in its in its quest to revive a law making it harder for children to see online pornography. Mm. Dun, so dun, dun. Part
0: of means what? Well, I guess we have to. We, we have to wait for the decision. But
2: no, basically, um, it sounds like what happened is that in the course of the hearings about this, the government reduced its request from a million internet uh, from a million internet addresses to fifty thousand URLs, and then said that they would only look at ten thousand URLs, and then they said they wanted five thousand search queries and would only look at a thousand.
0: And it's, they're also going to compensate Google.
2: Yeah, and they're also going to compensate Google. But so basically, they asked for far fewer search terms and search results than they had originally asked
0: for. It's a payoff. It's
2: a payoff. Yeah, I mean, it's not a. It's a. It's a payoff a little bit. Like they don't even really have to pay them if the federal judge is just going to say it's sorry. Google, they so get it
1: anyway. Yeah.
2: yeah. Google had argued um, apparently during the hearing, which lasted about 90 minutes, that there's an alternative for the Justice Department's social science research. They don't need to subpoena search requests and search terms. They could just go to Alexa, (laughs) Alexa Internet, you know, which offers web analytics services.
0: Wait, now who owns Alexa? Isn't Yahoo owned them? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon.
2: Amazon.com. So who knows? I mean, I guess if the judge orders them to re- turn over the search results, maybe Google could appeal and then it would just be this ongoing court case.
0: Maybe Google should just go to Alexa and hand them those results.
2: Maybe. Here you what go. We, here's what we have for you. <laughs> what I want to know is, like, is Google going to go to jail for this? If they <laughs> the whole is, company <laughs> like goes it to, to jail. jail. No. <laughs> if we they still say, Mr. Google, Google in jail. <laughs> Mr. Google is in jail today. <laughs> oh, in my mind, Mr. Google looks a lot like the Monopoly guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> except with different colored glasses. I was gonna say
1: Mr. Magoo. Oh yeah,
2: Mr. Google. They, they kind of, they
1: oh wow, hey, I must have done that in my brain all by myself.
2: <laughs> Amazing in your subconscious. Um, anyway, big news. Hopefully, not a slippery slope to the government next asking for your name and IP address.
0: And uh, what's even more big news, potentially, is Mm -hmm. this next story about Dell possibly buying Alienware.
2: Yeah, this is very interesting, and I think that I have only seen this so far. This is
0: off that rumor-mongering site Alpha.
2: That's right, CNET's own Alpha blog, (laughs) which, if it turns out to be true, I think will be, like, totally exclusive. Um... Uh, Rich Brown, one of our hardware editors, says he heard from a reliable source this morning that the purchase has indeed gone down and that Dell has bought Alienware.
1: Like, bought, bought. Like, that's it. Uh
2: Uh-huh. And apparently Alienware commented to our editors that they have no comment.
1: Dell did
0: not return calls, but that's pretty typical.
2: That means yes. Yeah, I know. And Alienware did not deny it. I can
0: drive up the road here and try to find out.
2: Hey, you should. Just knock on the door. (laughs) Get me a new Tivo while you're there in Texas, too. (laughs) That would be uh, – apparently there have been some rumors about this So, in the past. Yeah. Well, there
0: was a blog posting by uh, Voodoo PC CEO Rahul Sood mm-hmm. uh, that kind of sparked the speculation.
2: Well, the other thing that's big – so a couple things are big about this, obviously. One is that it's Dell really making a commitment to high-end PCs. Like, obviously, they've made some of the XPS PCs recently, and that line's been their high-end thing. But they've only used Intel processors.
1: Right. Mm.
0: And
2: Alienware uses Intel.
0: And they've been making all this noise about, we might switch to AMD, we uh-huh. might start using AMD, and then really all it meant was, we're going to buy Alienware.
2: Right. Because <laughs> they use AMD. <laughs> but then they would too. I mean, it, yeah. it could be pretty interesting, because especially since like the dual-core AMD systems have been faster performers, and so that's been part of the reason that, I guess, Dell's high-end PCs haven't gotten all the street cred that they could have, because they're not the fastest possible PCs, even though they have the one now that's overclocked and it's factory overclocked and stuff. Anyway, it'd be interesting to know if they are going to keep the the cool little alien logo.
0: We'll keep an eye I on like it. I like that.
2: I know. I like it, too. It's pretty dishy, though. And if it's true, you heard it here first.
0: Meanwhile, Maybe. in France...
2: <laughs> I love those crazy French fair use proponents.
0: <laughs> they plan to open iTunes to other devices. Wow. Well, now, this is France, not Apple. Also,
2: you're kind of overstating it a tiny bit. <laughs>
0: uh, well... The French plan would open iTunes to other devices is the, the headline off of Reuters. So yeah, it's a, I'm merely passing along their overstated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm merely continuing to repeat overstated information. It is a law, a proposed law that is currently working its way through the French Parliament, and if approved, it would indeed force Apple to open up iTunes to let people play iTunes songs on other MP three players.
0: I, mean, I think the point of the legislation actually isn't targeting iTunes specifically. It's saying it would make it illegal to use DRM that other people can't take advantage of. Yeah. It's 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 kind of convoluted in the way they're 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 stating it, which is normal for law. Uh okay. but one of the results would be that iTunes would no longer be able to, in France to prevent people from playing their songs on other Devices and players.
2: Yeah, exactly. It would sort of attempt to open up proprietary systems. It would no longer be illegal in France to crack digital rights management Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and convert things from one format to the other. And 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 it's basically just a huge pro fair use law. It's pretty it's awesome. I I suspect that the result of this actually, were it to pass, and there's no guarantee that it's gonna pass Parliament, there's quite a lot of opposition as you might expect from people who get money from like the recording industry. Um, but were it to pass, I think what would most likely happen is that Apple would shut down iTunes. Yeah. In France,
0: yeah. And yeah. the French would no longer be able to access iTunes. I
2: know. Because there's no way that they're going to risk putting cracked songs online.
1: I know, because it says right in the article to keep from making songs vulnerable to conversion outside of France as well. Because yeah. once people, you know, you have those allow, versions.
0: Yeah, so then all of a sudden everybody is like spoofing their IP address so they can use a French iTunes music store. Exactly.
2: Or saying just, you know, like, download it here. I'll give you $100, download a bunch of songs, and then put them up on this FTP server. Absolutely. (sighs) Yeah. You know? I mean, just boom, done. So, but nevertheless, I think it would be a huge step forward if France passed that law, so I hope they do.
0: All right, when we come back, uh, Windows is building, building a quiet little online empire that uh, is starting to take shape. Uh, we'll talk about a cool new product that CNET will have an exclusive on. And are the cable companies trying to kill VoIP?
3: Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service too. one company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you.
2: Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, yes, I do believe anything is possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, window, you know, all this time that we've been bagging on Vista, <laughs> it turns out that this Windows Live thing is like uh, way bigger than we thought it was. So, there was that memo that Microsoft put out to its employees recently that said, okay, that's it, we got to get into the online game, we've let Google have too much ground, and that's it, we're going to totally build our own little online empire, and uh, they kind of have been. And yeah. I guess mm-hmm. none of us really realized it.
0: <laughs> well, apparently this Windows Live uh, project has been in the works for a long time, Yeah. Uh, but it's only recently that they realized, well, shoot, if we kind of take off the, the restrictions that we put in place on launching products
3: mm-hmm.
0: and just let it run wild... And I think what they said in six months they can they can launch more products than they've ever launched.
2: Yeah, exactly. In it's the whole history of Microsoft. It's totally Google style development. It's like we're gonna okay, we're gonna develop products fast. We're gonna launch software online only, and it's just gonna mm-hmm. be this totally nimble. It's gonna be all kinds of different products, and then all of a sudden, like there's a great chart on News. com. All of a sudden, you've got Windows Live Mail, Windows Live Search, Windows Live Local, Windows Live Search Mobile. Oh, man. You've got Family Safe Settings. You've got OneCare, which is the anti spyware. You've got Windows Live Video, Messenger, live.com, which is like a. Look a, at all this stuff. I know, which is a total based on start.com, a homepage with gadgets, RSS feeds, and more. They've just launched like a video destination site, Windows Live Toolbar, Favorites, Answers, which is the, you know, like Google Answers. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And all of a sudden, you're looking at Google. Basically, I
1: like this on um, Windows Live Expo, codename Fremont, a free online marketplace for goods that can also be limited to a social network. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So Interesting. Sounds familiar. Your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. If you want
2: to. Hmm. Or or it can be a competitor to Craigslist and eBay. Yeah. I mean, all they need on this list is Windows Live Finance. And they're pretty much paralleling the Google, the current Google offerings. Right.
0: Yeah, well, MSN has a finance, so it wouldn't be a big leap for them.
2: Yeah, well, and what they're doing is rebranding a lot of their MSN stuff. And they already have MSN or
0: uh, Microsoft Money. Mm
2: Oh, yeah. You
0: know, just merge those two and boom.
2: Plus, they have Ad Center, codenamed Moonshot, for serving up paid search ads.
0: Why Moonshot?
2: I don't know. It's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because they're like that.
1: No, maybe because... Google had plans to do something with the moon, like one of their joke idea uh, plans. Totally, maybe it's a takeoff of yeah. one of their grandoise plans. Yeah,
2: or it could be like shoot the moon, like in Hearts, where they were just like, okay, we're gonna trump
1: Google. Yeah. We're
2: gonna take it. A- we're gonna basically take every single product they have, replicate it, and and put them Whew. down. Now mm-hmm. this is- and the and the paid search ads is definitely the cornerstone. Like that's oh, the crown jewel of the Google Empire. When- and
1: yeah, Windows Live Favorites stores web bookmarks online. Yeah, that's delicious. Delicious. Mm-hmm. They don't I mean, say they don't list that as a competitor on the chart, but obviously I know. What else you know, would
0: it be? The thing is, are you know, <laughs> is, is Microsoft going to be able to compete individually with, with each of these? I would say no. If you said Microsoft's going to come out with their own bookmarking site like Delicious, I'd be like, that's stupid. Right, and I'm still going to use Delicious. So well. yeah. But if you package all these together, I know, and they're and perfectly you get to use integrated. Just one of them, then you've got that Google and Yahoo effect where people are like, well, I know it's not quite as good as Delicious, but it works well enough, and it integrates with all my other stuff. It's the integration. Which is what the Microsoft integration. is great at. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, the integration is key. And if they really do pull all this together, and it's true, like if there's just one of these things on the list that you're like, I want to use it, and I don't know what it would be. Maybe it's mail, because they have so many people on Hotmail, uh-huh. and that's the one thing that would win people over. I'm not really but sure. It's the operating
0: system, right? You get Windows Vista, and all this stuff is, is right. pre-bookmarked. Oh. And if you don't know any better or even if you do and you like the service, it's all right there. It's integrated into your operating system wow. without being integrated into your operating system. Right. You know what it's I mean? All
2: online? Like hey, it's
0: just a bunch of bookmarks. Can't really build an antitrust case against that.
2: Oh dude, I'm saying it. Microsoft is back. <laughs> <laughs> They're back in the game, baby. <laughs>
0: Look out! Well, <laughs> one thing I found out today in the panel that I did, which was the OS 10 versus Windows uh, Longhorn development, uh-huh. the reason Longhorn has been in development forever. I oh, think. yeah. We know. I'm Well, you know. <laughs> and uh, what Mark Ligamary, who's one of the designers who worked on Longhorn, said is when those security uh, problems rose and, when, and Microsoft scrambled the jets and said, we're going to nail down security – they pulled all of the resources away from development of longhorn really and said go we need to we need to make sp2 basically we mm-hmm. need to work on security so the designers were left designing something that they didn't have any engineering resources for for a while
3: mm. while they
0: scrambled the jets on that and that was one of the delays it's not the only one but it's one of the delays so I feel like when <laughs> longhorn has just sort of been one thing after another and this may may be the thing that almost makes it Not irrelevant in a way, uh, but like, well, just put it out, you know, just ship it already.
2: Yeah, totally. And then just fix it later. (laughs) That's what they do anyway, just put stuff out and then fix it later.
0: Well, and they've been trying not to do that, but it's so hard.
2: I know. And this is taking so long. (laughs) Anyway, this, I I think this is pretty big. Looking at this chart, I think I have not realized, and I'm not sure very many people have realized how slowly and stealthily they've been building a totally web-based empire. Mm-hmm. And within just a few months, essentially after that Ray Ozzie memo that said, "Hey, we need to build an online empire," <laughs> interesting.
0: Well, you know, I, I, right. I think uh, if they can monetize those live apps, then then they can. That takes a lot of the pressure off of the operating system development. Oh, totally. They can they can coast on Vista for quite a while mm-hmm. and just keep adding uh, web based apps to it.
2: And that's what Ad Center is all about. Baby serves forty yep. percent of MSN paid search ads. Humongo. So, um, on this podcast, speaking of innovation, we are always, or at least I am, frequently complaining that that there's no innovation in technology. It happens. I say it. But so then, (laughs) I decided that maybe I should be a little more positive and have a little uh, technology innovation product watch. And it just so happens that Cena is about to get our little exclusive hands on this new MP3 player, the Samsung YPD-1, which Hmm. I think it's going to come into today or tomorrow so we should have some coverage on it pretty soon this week and the, I, i'm not even sure this is the good kind of innovation but it's kind of crazy wait, it's an mp3 it? player with a built-in
1: camera that looks just like a cell phone wait okay okay wait, it wait, wait. it's an mp3 no. player nope. with a built-in camera yeah designed to look like a cell phone. Yeah, it looks just like a cell phone. It but does. it doesn't have cell phone but it's not those buttons. No. <laughs> That's Why?
2: Stupid. But so then you can operate it like a cell phone and you can look at photos on it and stuff and then you can take the perfect shot and it's got a 2 megapixel camera built in.
0: So it's an MP3 player with a <laughs> camera
2: in it. It's yeah, but I think they're just like, well, people want better cameras. I want to see this? And they're used to this paradigm of operating a cell phone. So no, we'll no. just make our MP3 no, player. No, no, no. I know, I love it. No, no, I no, think no. it's so funny. One gig <laughs> and
0: two gigs, too. There's hardly any room. It out. does look
2: like a cell phone. It's a two gig player.
0: So here we, you're trying to be positive and we start trashing it.
2: <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I'm just trying to say, hey, people are innovating. Yeah. Just maybe not the entire, I mean, it is innovative. It's interesting to say, we're Samsung, we build cell phones. I mean, it looks just like a Samsung phone. It does. Well, maybe what they're thinking is people nice lo- know how to
0: use a cell phone
2: yeah I think that's so exactly this, it.
0: This, for the market that may be like a little what, people, afraid of m p three players hey, this one is a familiar
1: feel, to Yeah, it. but people know yeah. how to use m p three players too, yeah well, most people do, but you but. know
2: what people complain the most about with non iPod players what interface yeah, this doesn't look like it has a very good interface, so okay,
1: Although, you know there's something screenshots. from Nokia a picture might yeah, just do it,
2: picture but. the hardware
1: well, still <laughs>
2: <laughs> it still looks hard. you said it you did Nuh-uh. Um, so that's that. Look for look for CNET's exclusive coverage <laughs> coming just, soon. On a
0: cell
1: phone MP3, <laughs> and it's not really a cell phone. Huh?
0: Great. Meanwhile, you're going With to continue to have to use cell phones because cable companies are going to kill VoIP.
1: Yes. No! Very
2: interesting. On networkingpipeline.com, Preston Gralla's excellent blog. He's the one, by the way, who coined the phrase cyber extortion in yeah. response to the um, telco's attempts to create a tiered internet. He now says that apparently Canada's Shaw Communications is charging customers a premium for using competing VoIP products. And Comcast users here in the States have been complaining that Comcast is, now there's no proof of this, purposely degrading the quality of Vonage connections.
0: So the Comcast thing may or may not be true. It's right. sort of a conspiracy theory at this point, but it, it could be true. Uh, the Shaw thing is up front. Yeah. Like, you know what, forget this messing about like we might use the backbones. Shaw is just saying, you know what? We're going to go right to the end user, mm-hmm. charge you 10 bucks for packet prioritization.
2: 10 bucks wow. for a quote-unquote packet prioritization fee for quality of service enhancements if you now use a competing
0: voice service. This. Here, I want to make this point early on in the discussion. I have no problem with them doing that if it's an open marketplace, which in Canada it's a little bit of a different situation. But if one of the cable companies here said, you know what, we're going to go to the users and we're going to charge them extra for packet prioritization. I have not, I do not have the same problem with that, that I have with the network neutrality, because that's not affecting the backbone of the internet. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bad idea. As a customer, I'm going to be tempted to switch my service to something else.
2: Right. And, and probably cable companies to.
0: do have a monopoly. So it's sort of like, well, I have to switch to DSL or, or something like that. But, This is the right way to go about it, sort of, if you're going to cyber extort, (laughs) which I don't think you should do.
2: It's sleazy, but at least, no, that's a very good point. Like, it's sleazy, but at least you take it to the marketplace. And the marketplace can hopefully decide. I don't know how many different cable companies there are in Canada. Well, there's
0: Rogers and Shaw. And as I understand it, Rogers owns half the country and Shaw owns the other. (laughs) I see. So,
2: Well, Vonage has filed a complaint with the Canadian Radio and Television Commission because they don't think this is okay. So... It'll be, we'll see where they go.
0: I mean, well, Comcast is, is just doing it on the sly, if they're doing it at all.
2: Yeah, that, there's a Vonage VoIP forum, which apparently is not associated with Vonage, but countless people there are complaining that Comcast is purposely degrading the quality of their VoIP connections in order to steal um, customers for its VoIP service. Com- Interesting, because I, nice. use, I, use, so um,
1: I use Gizmo Project and Skype all the time, and I haven't had... Any degradation of service? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, maybe it's just There's bondage. no proof of it. It's a no, flat-out yeah.
2: conspiracy. Yeah, okay. and who knows? You know,
0: it could be true, but we have no proof of it. Exactly. Um, and then kind of like WinXP on a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God, that was so good, Molly. <laughs> well, true. WinXP so. on
0: a Mac is uh, it's all over Dig and where else? Engadget. I saw it on Slashdot too. Yeah, yeah. There's the, a person who claims to have done it and has described how they did it. But only fuzzy pictures, right. no real demonstration. No but there video. have
2: been forum postings since with people saying that they do think that the steps are can be replicated.
0: Well, and you know what? That's almost a, a, a safer way to go about it is to describe how you did it. Yeah. Because anybody can fake a video these days.
2: I know. No one would believe the pictures of the video.
0: I mean, Veronica knows.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> we, we put fly a kite on a on a ThinkPad and then took a picture of it running OS 10. Ah, yes. Quote, the unquote. secret's
2: finally out.
0: Yeah. Dun, dun, dun.
2: Um, apparently, unfortunately, the proof part and the peer review portion of the contest will have to wait because I guess the main contest page is like, been up and down all day (laughs) yeah but indeed the challenge could be over
0: yeah basically if somebody can replicate the steps that person wins
2: yeah so real quickly before we get into our voicemails um just so you know apparently sony is going to open up its software developers meeting to the public this is a tokyo-based meeting and i think it's going to be like tomorrow at 1 a.m um eastern time but it's possible some ps3 details should emerge can emerge so we will stay on on top of that
0: yeah
1: I will not be listening, but we'll be looking for what goes on. Yes. And then another,
2: another word apparently from Walmart and Warner Home Video, HD DVD discs, the actual movies, mm-hmm. may be delayed, even though the players will become available on March 28th. Wait, why? Don't know. Uh,
0: well, I, I think they, they haven't got their uh, movies produced yeah, yet. They, I mean, yeah, it's just pure I mean, production. The productions, of, not the movies. The movies are produced. <laughs> yeah. The discs are not produced.
2: But like Walmart had been taking pre-orders for HD DVD movies, and now they're not. Uh-oh, so everybody will be sitting on those really expensive players, except that no one's going to buy those anyway. <laughs> so that's it for High Def DVD Watch today. Um, we got a bunch of feedback about the movie theaters, our movie theater discussion. So here are a couple voicemails. First off, Alex on some movie theater innovations in L.A.,
4: Hi Molly, hi Tom, hi Veronica, uh, love the show, keep up the great work. Uh, Alex Grossman here in Los Angeles, just commenting on the uh, movie theater experience you were talking about today, I entirely agree with you. Uh, I think the future is more like an example we have here in Los Angeles, the Arclight Theater in Hollywood, where you pre-reserve your seat, print the tickets at home, and don't have to show up at the movie theater because of that until five, ten minutes before the movie starts. Uh, yes, you pay an extra dollar or two more per ticket, but you also avoid all the ads that you get at other movie theaters as well. Uh, the point is that grown-ups want to avoid uh, standing in line and sitting through 20 minutes of commercials. If you make the movie-going experience fun and enjoyable, I think movie theaters will do just fine. Uh, thanks again. All the best. Bye.
2: Yeah, see, uh, awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep, and uh, also... No ads. No, yeah, no thanks. ads is key. That is very cool. And it's true. Exactly. Grown ups don't want to stand in line and then sit through all those ads. It's just not, it's a waste of time. Not that kids don't like to waste time either, but they have more time because they don't have to work.
1: <laughs> not when I was a
3: kid.
2: Scott, Scott from Salt Lake, some more uh, interesting movie theater options there.
3: Hey, Thomas, Veronica, and Mollywood. This is Scott from Salt Lake. Long time no call. Just wanted to call and let you know uh, regarding today's podcast, you guys mentioned small theaters having to kind of adapt and become something special in the community in order to survive. Here in Salt Lake City, there's a place called Broobies, uh, which is a place to come see movies, but also they've got a pub and a whole bunch of food and a big menu, and it's like a restaurant. You sit at these nice private tables, um, and they have like theme nights and all kinds of cool stuff, so they're doing really well. And there's another place called The Tower, uh, which actually premieres a lot of the Sundance films, uh, as well as just all the stuff you're never going to find in a mainstream theater like uh, these animation festivals and things i totally get into so anyway it's a really cool um cool thing i'm glad you guys mentioned it because i think a lot of communities have these and uh you know deserve credit for adapting in a strange world and uh, making it work for themselves and i think big theater owners are going to have to do something similar in the future anyway keep it up talk to you later bye yeah, you know, and actually, and,
0: and continuing in that theme, the Alamo Drafthouse here in Austin that I talked about yesterday uh-huh. is an integral part of the uh, South by Southwest Film Festival, oh. which is that there's the interactive, the film and the music, and they're showing a ton of stuff yeah, at the Alamo Drafthouse.
2: That's a really good way to tie in, I think, with mm-hmm. film festivals. So anyway, it's good to see, um, like Scott says, it's good to see that communities are getting credit or are are adapting and that they're they're making more creative movie choices. And if you live in these areas, go there. Um, a quick follow up on the razor, which, by the way, Singular is back to selling the razor today. T-Mobile should be selling it this um, later on this week. they Motorola shipped them fixed ones, and Sean Michael made a good point about the Verizon version.
4: Hey, Tom, Molly, Veronica, uh, Shawn Michael from Grand Rapids. I'm just calling really quick about the article in the Reuters about um, the the razor v three c. Uh, as far as it's concerned in the ad stating or the page itself stating that it's no longer available from T-Mobile and Singular. Yet the ad has, in the Verizon ad, offering the phone. Uh, Tom made a comment, you know, we'll we'll sell it to you, buggy or not. Uh, Just so you guys are aware, cell phones themselves are actually manufactured for for the carrier. They're carrier-specific. So when a carrier uh, places an order, they place an order for a specific phone or specific series of phones. Those are manufactured for that carrier in particular. It's not like they just manufacture one huge multi-batch of, you know, 100 million phones, and then they just start sending them all out to carriers. They are carrier-specific, so they each get their own versions of it. They all have their own firmware and software that's aligned via the ESN to the actual carrier itself and their networks. So it's quite possible that Verizon has a, very, uh, has a perfectly fine batch of razors, and there's no problems. So I just put my two cents in. So good to hear from you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.
2: Yes, he's right. And indeed, the CDMA version of the phone yeah, that they made got, for Verizon was unaffected. <clears throat> we got a lot of emails about I that. I think I
0: misspoke yeah. and, and asked if it was the V3C, and and it's not. And it's apparently, it's not. not. No, yeah, it's a different model.
2: It's just the so. But anyway, apparently, it's all back to normal. Uh, our emails, really quick. Another um, proposed solution on theater owners from Eric. He said, eliminate the fees shown with having a movie shown. Wait, eliminate the fees associated with having a movie shown by having the studios buy theaters.
0: Ah, this, well, don't the studios own some of the chains already? And isn't that a conflict of interest?
2: I think it's a conflict of interest. Yeah, it yeah, sounds... yeah. I don't. Think I that think would that's
0: work. been a big bugaboo. Is theaters have been owned, and I think still in some cases are owned by the movie companies. And of course, the other movie companies don't like that, right? Because you can't eliminate all the fees.
2: Well, and you know they're going to just end up playing their own studios' movies, and
0: well, yeah, and they're still going to charge fees to the other studios. Yeah. And Unless you have, like, one one theater for each studio.
2: Right. So, sorry. And,
0: and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting it's idea. It's interesting.
2: I think what I would rather see is movies like the Arclight and, or theaters like the Arclight and Breweries and the ones that, you know, users have mentioned in the Parkway here in Oakland or there in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, theaters that just are more creative, make it more fun. Yeah. Um funny email from Jared from Indiana who said some stuff that was interesting but primarily I liked how he started it this way. Hello BOL crew. Hate the podcast. <laughs> nah, not really. Everyone who writes says they love it, so I thought I'd be different. <laughs> 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 and then in response to yesterday's we're going to stop the ranting, Chris from Australia said never stop the angry. During Molly's extended absence from the podcast, I was frequently left stranded on an island of rage as discussion of serious consumer rights violations floated by to be met only with passive uh-huh. fatalism by Veronica and Tom. Now I don't think you were listening closely enough to Veronica and Tom because they are nothing if uh, not just didn't raise if voices, not aggressively non fatalistic. Yeah, they we just don't yell yelling. like I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's yelling? Must be Molly. No, keep going, that Molly is our noble champion, oh, wielding <laughs> the mighty sword of righteous outrage. Oh, stop. Don't take away her angry pills. Sorry,
2: <laughs> Chris. I think I'm getting a reputation for fury.
0: Yeah, but you've inspired poetry.
2: That's true. That is brilliantly written, Chris.
0: Passion lives here. Passion lives here. Just so, like in the Olympics. Tune in tomorrow <laughs> for
2: our next passionate edition of Buzz Out Loud.
0: Uh, yes, and uh, if you want to keep abreast of the day's news, check out our sister site, news.com, for updated stories throughout the day and a wonderful podcast of their own. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can also subscribe to the Buzz Out Loud newsletter. How do they do that, Molly?
2: At the podcast.cnet.com page. Look for the word newsletter in our podcast description. You can click there, get the show notes of the day. Of course, you can always email us at buzz.cnet.com. You can call us. At the oh, yeah, one
0: 800 66 cnet is the number. And uh, <laughs> thanks to the people who, who kept their voicemails short to the point, you made it really hard for us to figure out which ones to play. But
1: by yes, golly, indeed.
0: the higher quality, the better. Well
1: done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, yes, and okay. forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge if you want to jump into the forums. Oh, yeah, that too. Hey, I want to say... Uh, uh, thanks to Steve, who showed up at the South by Southwest panel. And he was the only person who admitted to being a Buzz Out Loud <laughs>
2: <listener>. <laughs> You know they uh, all were.
0: They so were. shout out to Steve there. Right on, Steve. And I won't be there tomorrow because I'll be up in a plane.
1: No. Hopefully without snakes. We'll try.
0: We'll I do our best. I have talk with Molly.
1: God, it means I actually have to pay attention. Yeah, we're boycotting. Just get her to yell. Just kidding. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, folks.